Hi, I'm Laura Flanders of Grit TV. The U.S. is under pressure to respond to allegations of war crimes in Syria. But how do you assess disproportionate harm to civilians when an entire assault is disproportionate and premised on undefined threats? Local residents recently videotaped bits of a Tomahawk missile lying at the site of a strike on one village that they say killed at least two men, two women, and five kids. Only the U.S. and U.K. have tomahawks, so Human Rights Watch called for an investigation and the group further demanded that the U.S. obey international law and avoid strikes that, quote, have a disproportionate impact on civilians versus the expected military advantage. Now, I've always been skeptical of international laws of war. They coddle the conscience and lead us to think that wars can be made kind. They can't. But the problem is even more specific here. When Barack Obama launched his bombing campaign, he didn't even make a claim of self-defense. Then, remember, American intelligence had concluded that ISIS posed no immediate threat to the so-called U.S. homeland, and in his speech, the president said just that. The no-threat story was front-page news. Officials and terror experts accused TV pundits of hyping the danger. An anti-terror analyst quoted by the New York Times said, it's pretty clear that upping our involvement in Iraq and Syria makes it more likely that we'll be targeted by the people we're attacking. And still the campaign was launched. Now the administration and their media are full of talk about a brand new threat they're calling the Khorasan Group, Al-Qaeda vets who they say do intend to target the U.S. Frankly, when it comes to threats, a far bigger one to the president's home, at least, seems to come from disturbed American veterans, veterans of U.S. wars. No Al-Qaeda grad has so far managed to open the front door and run through the White House with a knife. Still, the director of national intelligence, James Clapper, made it sound scary when he said that in terms of threat to the homeland, Khorasan may pose as much of a danger as the Islamic State. Scary, that is, until you remember that's not saying much. The point is, proof of a threat doesn't seem to be required for the U.S. to bomb and kill, nor any evidence of military advantage. In that Syrian village, it's the reverse. There, despite videotape and eyewitness reports, the DOD says it has no credible proof of civilian deaths. They do, on the other hand, claim that several strikes disrupted what they call an imminent attack against the U.S. and Western interests. To all who imagine the presidency of phantom threats ended with George W. Bush, wake up. The one threat that's too real is that the U.S. public will believe all this and the killing and dying will escalate. I'm Laura Flanders of Grit TV. For my latest interviews and more, go to grittv.org. Thanks.